0: It's Tuesday, October 12th, 2021, and this is the Talk Film Society podcast. I'm your host, Marcelo Pico, Editor-in-Chief of Talk Film Society, here to introduce you to the episode, to tell you what it's about, and to tell you what to do uh, in regards to Talk Film Society. That's my role here in this intro. Um, Yeah, it's another great episode. Uh, I talk with David Giannini. Uh, we discuss No Time to Die. We discuss James Bond. Uh, we discuss his history with the franchise, uh, the the various uh, Bond actors. Uh, you know the, the the whether or not the franchise itself is the best franchise ever, the best film franchise ever. Who knows? Uh, maybe somebody says that during this recording. Uh, I won't say who. Um, but yeah, we talk about all of it and the future of James Bond after No, no Time to Die. Uh, we get into all of it for the next 90 or so minutes. But before you listen to me and Dave talk about No Time to Die, listen to me now tell you uh, to go to TalkFilmSociety.com, TalkFilmSociety.com, listen to our podcasts there, uh, read our reviews. Um, you can read Marcus Irving's uh, column uh, for Fresh Eyes Only, uh, where he went through all all of the james bond movies for the first time and he has his opinions on them uh it's good column check it out and yeah that's uh, i mean the, the website right now i am uh planning some exciting things i say they're exciting some exciting things next month november 2021 um in um in celebration of our fifth anniversary the website is turning five years old, so I'm going to do a few special things. And also this podcast series, the Talk From Society podcast, The Mothership, uh, I mean, we're, at, we're on episode 95. I'm sure by the time November comes around, uh, we'll be hitting episode 100. So uh, I'm planning some stuff there, um, something special. Uh, But yeah, TalkFilmSociety.com for all that stuff. Go to Patreon, patreon.com slash TalkFilmSociety to support us. Uh, Every little bit helps. Uh, It helps the site uh, stay up. It pays for hosting and whatnot. So please do that if you enjoy listening not just to me, but to every podcast on the network. So please do that if you can. And also follow us on Twitter. Uh, at Talk Film SOC, uh, always be doing that. I mean, if you're not following us there, um, please help us get to ten thousand followers. We're, we're we're ever so close. Um, we're like hovering at like nine thousand seven hundred or whatever. But it would be amazing if we got to ten thousand followers by the time the fifth anniversary comes out. So this is me begging you to follow us if you aren't, or tell people to follow, make dummy accounts and follow Talk from Society uh, on Twitter. Do that. I, I encourage you. Um, but yeah, that's those are the plugs. Let me get to... Because I've been doing this for the last few weeks. Let me get to my recommendation of the week. I mean, if you don't know, um, it's very simple. I'm like, hey, I saw this movie. Here's my pick of the week. Even though this episode itself is just me telling you to go see a movie. Me and Dave are like, hey, no time to die. Go see that movie. But hey, another new movie that's out that... Uh, I, may, I mean, if you're... A subscriber to this if you listen to this uh podcast on a regular basis you may be the type of movie fan who maybe has already seen *Titan*, or you know what it's about or you're you're, you're going to watch it or it, if it's not on your radar though uh I, w- I would go say check it out of course uh i watched it about two weeks ago and it's still a movie i'm processing uh i don't regret you seeing it <laughs> um it's definitely one of those where uh, I, I'm still processing my feelings of like how I actually, you know, where I'd rank this movie. It's one of those, for me, unrankable movies, uh, Titan. Um, I definitely need to see it again. It's one of those that uh, is, uh, is shocking, is heartwarming, surprisingly. There There's so many emotions going through Titan that... Um, and if you don't know what it is... Uh, just 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 go in as blind as you can i don't want to give you many details but yeah it's it's the new movie by uh julia de corano i don't know if i'm pronouncing that right she directed raw and raw is also an excellent movie um uh, titan her new movie probably it's up there with like some of the best um uh, some of the best direction i've seen all year is in this movie um, and some of the best performances all year is in this movie. Um, and, yeah, again, it's shocking. It's violent. Um, it's confusing. It's maddening at times. But, yeah, I'm still thinking about it. I will need to rewatch it. And uh, it uh, it's one of those that, uh, for me especially, um, it, it it's a lot to handle. <laughs> so and I'm sure... Maybe in a a future episode of this podcast, I'll I'll talk to somebody about it. We'll we'll cover it. Uh, I'm sure it'll be nominated for a few awards. It'll be nominated for the Talk from Society Awards, assuredly. I can can see that happening. Uh, But yeah, this won't be the last time I mention Tatan on the podcast or on Twitter. Um, So yeah, uh, but just know that's my recommendation. If you haven't seen it, if it's still playing near you, hopefully it is, check it out um you won't regret it uh whether you think it's like a bad movie i don't think you'll regret it because it's an experience um and also please know what you're getting into again it's graphic it's violent there the 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 subject matter is questionable but it's worth watching um i'll just say that uh but yeah that's enough of me here um that's my recommendation of the week uh, but now I think that's it. That, that covers it. Um, again, I'm excited that we're so close to 100 episodes of, of this series um, of this. Now it's it's been going on longer than the website itself. Uh, it's about seven years now. Uh, Talk from Society podcast, and I'm I'm glad we're at 95. We have uh, 96, 97, 98, 99, 100. We have five more. I counted. So stay tuned, and hopefully I have a new episode out next week. I took last week off, if you're listening to this as it comes out, but I'm hoping to get a new one out next week, so uh, stay tuned. Um, that's it. Enough of me, again. Um, and now listen to me and Dave discussing... Oh, I should say. I should also say this before I toss it to me and Dave. Uh, there are spoilers, but um, I will warn you when the spoilers happen. So this opening discussion, um, uh, spoiler-free... Don't worry about spoilers. I will. I'm. I'm gonna basically shout at the mic, saying, "Now the spoilers are happening," but that's not gonna happen for a while. So just if you haven't watched the movie yet, you're good. Um, just enjoy, enjoy us talking about James Bond and like our general thoughts on No Time to Die, and then the spoilers happen later on. Again, there'll be a warning. That's it. Now, please enjoy me and Dave discussing James Bond and No Time to Die.
1: How are you doing? (laughs) I'm doing great. I am very happy to be back on your show talking about maybe the greatest movie franchise to ever exist. Mm. James Bond? Maybe. We will talk about that. We have plenty to talk about.
0: (laughs) Um, Yes. But yeah, so I may have mentioned this in the intro. Probably not. I don't know what I say in the future. Um, But (laughs) I think it was brought up last year, uh, maybe February of last year. Um, mm-hmm. I was like, "Hey, Dave, maybe we should do a podcast on James Bond, like an episode or yes. something, right?" Uh, uh, for you know, anticipating the return of of uh, James Bond and No Time to Die, and then you know yeah. for whatever. for no good, reason, no good reason that movie
1: didn't come out
0: yeah the, the movie <laughs> got pushed
1: back a year and a half i'm like oh you know what and i think the reason originally you were like oh we should do a podcast on this cuz i in preparation for the original release of no time to die was watching all of the james bond movies yes um, so i was starting with doctor no and going all the way up uh, through no time to die and i did that and i was prepared and then it all got pushed back uh, <laughs> i did not Rewatch all of the movies again because I figured like less than a year ago I watched all these. I think I think I'm ready. I think I'm good to talk James Bond and uh, No Time to Die.
0: Yeah, um, strange time. I, I I forget the timeline. We don't have to you know rehash the timeline of like <laughs> when it <laughs> got what pushed is time? When and yeah yeah. Our our anticipation for it and everything. To me, it's all a blur because I'm like oh yeah Sam. It, it, it felt. I don't know about you. Dave, but, like, watching it, I watched it last Wednesday in IMAX. And it felt a little surreal mm-hmm. for me. Because um, yeah. I was yeah. like, oh, finally, this thing that I've been waiting for for seemingly, like, years and years. Even before they even uh, pushed back the, the, the date um, because of the pandemic. Yeah. Even then, it was, like, behind-the-scenes stuff pushed it back. Oh, yeah,
1: originally, like, Danny Boyle was going to direct. And then... Him and the guy who's writing it had artistic differences with the with the company. And it yeah. just like, and that went. So then they got, you know, Kerry Fukunaga in here. And it's like, it's been, it's been a long run. And actually I was just talking to a uh, mutual friend uh, and also Talk Film Society writer Manish, uh, Manish Mathur, And he had mentioned that I didn't even think about this. That this was supposed to be the kind of victory lap um, for Oscar winner Rami Malik. Um So it was totally surreal to be watching this so, like, years later when, like, when it was filmed. And he also mentioned, like, you have two stars from Knives Out uh, in this movie kind of making a return and having their, their really good chemistry together. So all credit to him for mentioning that. And it didn't even occur to me. But, like, as I think about this now, I'm like, yeah, this would be a totally different experience if it came out when it was supposed to, as opposed to a year and a half later. I also saw it in, like, the biggest... The biggest screen possible in an IMAX situation. And, you know, it's honestly, I'll just say that is the perfect way to see this movie. You should uh, like I in terms of like movie watching, like most movies, I'm fine watching either at home or on a regular, quote unquote, small screen at a movie theater. But this is one of those movies go big uh, because the movie goes big. So you should go big as well. Yeah, Um, we'll we'll do our main discussion on the movie
0: in a bit we want to go fully in depth Mm -hmm. with spoilers and everything and I'll warn people about spoilers when spoilers happen Um, but yeah uh, 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 before we even talk about the movie I do want to talk I want to just back you up with that and say yeah if you have the opportunity to see it on a big big screen in IMAX in particular yeah it's Pretty phenomenal. I I w- yeah. for me it had been the first time I'd been to an IMAX theater since 1917. It was like that was the end of 2019.
1: So <laughs> that sounded like you were saying since 19- 1917. No. <laughs> oh, the movie. <laughs> the movie okay. 1917. How old are you? Although Good it
0: feels <laughs> it feels ni- it feels like a 1917. A little spin. bit. Yeah. Um. But God, that IMAX screen and it does open up for certain sequences. I think, I think the pre-title sequence is like fully. Uh, um, opened up in the aspect ratio for IMAX. And that looked mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah, I, I yep. forgot just how big of a screen IMAX is. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it, uh, phenomenal. But we'll talk about more of that in a bit. But before we get yes. into No Time to Die, really, let's go back. Let's talk about the last 24 Bond films, okay, uh, Dave. Uh, not all of them. Not we're not gonna yeah, go like, through them mm, one by one. That. We've done that before. We've 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 gone through twenty five movies one by one. And yeah, that, that never took, again. Never. <laughs> not today, anyway. I have a recording in two hours. Um, yes. but yeah, just I mean. There was, I mean, there's a reason why. I mean, and you mentioned that you were you were rewatching the movies uh, before. You know, No Time to Die was supposed to come out last year. But mm-hmm. it, tell me about that. How how did that rewatch go? And how um, how, are, how how do you come at the franchise personally? How how, how important mm-hmm. is it to you the James Bond franchise?
1: All right, so I'm going to start there um, with kind of how I come at the franchise and how important it is to me. So I mean, I spoiled it a little bit by saying like this is maybe the greatest movie franchise ever uh in my estimation um and a lot of that is memory um my dad uh who passed a couple years ago was a huge james bond fan like sat me down when i was a kid and like let's watch james bond movies and like whether it was like vhs as he had or remember when like i think it was tbs had their like oh yeah they would have these like bond marathons and he like come in here kid and we'd watch them together so i have this these very warm fond memories of the james bond franchise as a whole um But I feel like when I rewatch them, I think this is maybe the first time I've watched them with a critical eye at all, because I'm just like, it's James Bond. It's fun. You know, there's beautiful women. There's good looking men in nice suits. There's gadgets. Um, There's convoluted plot lines. There's big action sequences. It's just fun. Let's have a good time. And that's what I think of when I think of these movies. Um, But as I rewatch them all, it was really interesting to see, you know, which... Which movies I preferred, which Bond actors I preferred, um... Daniel Craig went up in my estimation as I rewatched these again. Like, I think he is right on par with Connery for me as the best Bond. Like, they're 1A and 1B, and depending on my mood, it'll be Daniel Craig or Sean Connery. Uh, And thankfully, Daniel Craig doesn't enjoy beating women, so I feel much happier about, you know, supporting Daniel Craig. Um, But I'm not a big Roger Moore guy. Uh, He's just a little too clever for me. It's, like, more funny than sexy. And I'm like, eh. Like, and and I really ended up liking Timothy Dalton a lot more than someone like Roger Moore. I'm not a George Lazenby fan. I'm not an Honor Majesty's Secret Service guy. like it just I just mm, don't like it at all. Like I think it's one of the worst Bond movies. I think it flies in the face of what Bond is supposed to be. Um, I think it tries a little bit too hard and I think there's a reason he did one movie and then was never heard from again in this in this franchise. So wait, just to make it clear. You're saying uh-huh. on everything you just said was about on Her Majesty's
0: Secret Service, right? Yep. Okay. Uh-huh. May, uh, bad movie. Bad movie. Maybe we'll talk about that more when we talk about No Time to Die. But yeah, uh, uh-huh. I'm gonna remember yeah. you saying that. Um, yeah, just, yeah.
1: Oh no, I'm gonna. Yeah. I have a feeling I'm gonna eat my words by the end of uh, by the end of this episode. But yeah. Uh, yeah, and it's you know watching it with a critical eye is almost a it's almost a fool's errand, like it's just like I don't know I. I almost get annoyed when people are like, oh, it's not realistic, or it's like... I'm like, yeah, it's it's a James (laughs) Bond movie. Like, have you... Did you miss a day in school? Like, did you miss class that day when we were talking about James Bond? It's supposed to be ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Although I will argue that he is maybe the worst spy in the history of spies in movies. Like the man literally just tells everyone his name as soon as he shows up. (laughs) Like, it's just like, uh, you know, is supposed to be a secret, right? This is... (laughs) I mean, I think that's why the whole, like, James Bond is a code name uh, thing came about to kind of explain some of that and also explain, I mean... These movies have timing issues. Like, they have they have a timeline issue for sure. And there's stuff... And there's, there's a lot of stuff in these movies you just have to let go. And if you don't, you're not going to have a good time. And you probably shouldn't be watching these movies because they're just not for you. And that's okay. Like, and I do like how later in the franchise they try and... They try and like you know give at least lip service to like who James Bond was and who he has to be now uh, in this kind of new generation, like him being called a misogynistic dinosaur uh, in later movies. Like I like that they're they're kind of playing around with that because if you have a movie franchise this long running, there's going to be problematic stuff. Like they're just they're just like if you look at the Sean Connery movies, there's a lot of like oh, just slap this girl around until she kisses me. Like, it's like, oh, God, you could never do that now. But you have to remember when these movies were made. So I like that it's kind of changed with the times. And granted, with the Daniel Craig stuff, I think we have Jason Bourne to thank for a lot of the changes that were made. But they were really good changes. And this is a franchise that didn't do a lot of that up until that point. They kind of stuck with their formula and did exactly what they always did. And the Daniel Craig stuff was like, oh, we are going to, we have to switch it because the last couple of movies have not done that well. They've made money. James Bond movies will always make money, especially in the UK, but also in the US and kind of worldwide. It's a name. So we run and go see it. But in comparison, it had been kind of dipping, uh, oh, yeah. you know, at the end of Pierce Brosnan's run there. And for good reason, there's some bad movies in there, too. So, um, so I like that they made those changes as we move forward in time eventually. Yeah, it's... Your
0: point about this being the greatest franchise, film franchise of all time, uh, I am with you in the argument in spirit. I may not say it fully because I'm a coward. Sure. But (laughs) it's definitely one of those franchises looking through the. Oh, wait, are people listening to
1: this? (laughs) No, I I take it all back, by the way. Oh, no.
2: (laughs) (laughs)
0: This is going out to the public. Um, But for me, like, and you say it has evolved it has adapted to the time um with like daniel craigsman for sure but i see that I, I i think it's a it's it's one of those franchises that evolves with the times not evolves but it, it tries to go for what's cool at the time like it tries oh, to yes. say oh like moonraker star wars or like uh oh yeah. uh, the, uh, which, uh, yeah, uh, uh, live and Let Die, I think, was you yeah. know a uh, black exploitation. Uh, all these are like you totally. know hitting hitting the marks of like oh what's popular at the time. Let's put James Bond in that. And mm-hmm. I, I see the same thing with like Daniel Craig's Last Run with Spectre in particular. That movie really went for a kind of like you know too, much much to its detriment. The MCU sort of like uh, world building, mm-hmm. connecting things together. Um, and I see some of that in No Time to Die, but I don't know. Like, I, it's if it were just good, except good, yeah. <laughs> if, except, except it is a good movie, but like when it works, it works. And I don't know. It, it, I'm, I'm I'm to a point. I think I hit it with like Skyfall. I'm to a point where, and I, I thought about this during No Time to Die too. I'm like, well, it is going for things that seem familiar. With itself, like it's now like very self-referential. It's also going Mm -hmm. for things outside of its world and like you know trying to compete with what's cool and what's what's uh, what's popular in 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 entertainment. Um, I I don't think it's trying to do anything necessarily new. Rather, it it's just sticking to what it's known for and like adapting Mm -hmm. to the time. So. I don't know, it, 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 I, th- 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 I guess I've I've run into this, the one thing I uh, I may not like about No Time to Die is like, it does nothing especially
1: new, but I like mm-hmm. that, I, I like that though, like it's... Yeah, it, 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 I think we'll, I think we're going to get into that because like, yeah. I kind of like that it doesn't, um, but we'll talk about why, but you brought up Skyfall, and I'm not going to spend a lot of time on Skyfall, but that movie is the perfect example of like, sometimes you don't know as an audience what you want. Out of a movie, because if you had told me before that movie we're gonna we're gonna do the James Bond origin story, I'd be like, I have no interest in that. I don't I don't want to see that. That's not what James Bond's is about. I want to have fun. I want to do this. I want to do that. But I think Skyfall is great because they do it really well. Yeah. Um, and that is the difference between No Time to Die and Under Majesty the Secret Service. <laughs> um, so I, I will say I spent the majority of the time. I'm gonna rephrase this. I spent a
0: majority of the time through No Time to Die thinking. They're not doing anything new. But they do do mm-hmm. something new. They do do a few things new that we haven't seen in a James Bond franchise. But we'll get to that. We'll get to
1: that. Yeah, for sure.
0: Um, but also, I I mean, Skyfall is my favorite of the bunch. Um, mm. uh, I know um, some people may disagree with that.
1: Is that um, all Bond movies? Of like all throughout? Bond movies, of all okay. movies. Okay. I love it. Um, it's certainly the best looking. It's I mean, the best got looking. Deakins. Good I, Lord.
0: Like For me, like I, it's like I understand that, yes, it's essentially let's – Reboot the franchise yet again, even with like Daniel Daniel Craig did it, you know, two movies ago with Casino Royale. Um, But to me, it it exemplifies so much of what I love about the franchise. And I have this like running theory that I've never put down to paper. I want to write a long article about how Skyfall is James Bond's death dream, and it's like he's he's interesting. He's like perpetually doing this, you know, spy thing over and over until he gets it right. Um that's why like yeah. at the end he like meets with them he goes oh, uh here I go again. Um yeah. <laughs> I, I kind of love that it's like very surreal in that way. It's been,
1: like in my eyes anyway. Um Yeah, no, I can I yeah. can totally see that. And I think honestly it's one of the most interesting things about the Craig run is that they had the guts to like reboot, like fully reboot. Yeah. Like starting with like him getting his license to kill. In Casino Royale like I was like oh we're really really doing this doing this we're not just gonna continue from where we left off and that's a really kind of I mean brave is a you know an exaggeration of what's going on in (laughs) filmmaking but in terms of the James Bond ethos it's a pretty brave thing to do is to just start over and to pick you know and they got a bunch of flack when Daniel Craig was cast like oh you can't cast a blonde as James Bond we can't possibly do this and there was a big there's a big backlash against that but also having, like, Daniel Craig is a good-looking man. I want to put that yes. up front of what I'm about to say. But agree. Yeah. he also looks like he has been in fights. Like he looks yeah. like he's had his nose broken. He looks like he's had his ears boxed a couple times. And because of that and the way they introduce him, um, him, like, chasing down a criminal who's like leaping off of walls and doing all the parkour stuff because that was really hot at the time. And him busting through walls, like busting through drywall literally to get to this guy told you, oh, this is not the James Bond. This is not your father's James Bond. Like this is not the guy who is too cool for this. This is a guy who's figuring it out as he goes along and is about to get hurt. And that's exactly what happens in Casino Royale. Um, And so I love that that is – so you you have this build – in the Craig movies of him, kind of becoming the James Bond that we know, but with much more of an edge than we we ever had before, and I kind of love that. Oh yeah, no, and and here we can talk
0: about more of Daniel Craig's run uh, and this like series, uh, because yeah, it, 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 the last um, five movies from Casino Royale to No Time to Die does something that the last uh, twenty. James Bond movies uh, didn't do which is just connect things in a way that oh like Casino Royale from from, from Casino from Casino Royale to Quantum of Solace that's a direct sequel. It's yeah. like it it doesn't
1: maybe maybe I think maybe the first uh, in the whole James Bond. Yeah. History of just like an honest to god, we pick up exactly where we left to, off to actually do that. Yeah, yeah. And well, how do you feel about Quantum of Solace?
0: I know that's divisive amongst everybody.
1: Uh, it stinks. It's a fucking you think terrible it stinks? movie. Oh, it's, it's, it's really bad. It's uh, let's see where did I put it? Because I when I watched all these movies, yeah, um, I'm I went, interested. I ranked them, yeah. of course. That was uh, number eighteen out of twenty four. So not the worst. There's things in it that I like. But, man, it is just, it's not fun. It's not entertaining. I just, I found myself, like, not really caring. And I felt bad. What is her name? The The Bond girl in that who played oh. Strawberry Fields. Gemma Archerton. Yeah. I love her. I love yeah. her in everything. And I'm like, why were you in this James Bond movie? She's perfect for a James Bond movie. Yeah, But it's just, it's just not very good. Me, especially after, I will say, I definitely think I'm affected by the fact that Casino Royale is so good. Mm -hmm. So good. Like that is, in my estimation, that is the best James Bond movie that's ever been made. Maybe not my favorite, but in terms of quality, it's like that and then like From Russia With Love are like one and two for me. So that's that's what you have to meet. You know, And you make a direct sequel to that and I'm like, uh, nope, no thank you. Well, you said,
0: uh, uh, well, well, just to be clear, what is your favorite James Bond movie,
1: David? Uh, It's a... uh it's probably between Skyfall and Goldfinger. Okay. Those are yeah. my favorites. Yeah. Skyfall, I just like I was not expecting to like it and it just like and some of it is just as we mentioned, it just looks so beautiful like the high-rise sequence in that, with like what Deakins is doing with light and change and shadow. It's just, oh, this is so amazing to look at and also made by one of my favorite directors. So yeah. it's got that going for it and it's yeah. got a creepy villain and it's just really fun. Uh, and the same thing with Goldfinger. It's another really, really fun movie. And I think it's like probably the least offensive of the portrayals of uh, Sean Connery's Bond. Uh, maybe from Russia with Love, which is also really, really good. But there's, yeah. there's some stuff in there that's uh, a little questionable. It's shaky, so,
0: yeah. Um, I, it, okay, before I say what I think about Chronicles of Solace, I'll just quickly say I didn't, I did not have a chance or I, I made the mistake of not watching, rewatching all the Bond films uh, li- li- leading up to No Time to Die. I would have loved to, uh, but yeah, I ended up just rewatching the Dano Craig run. So I mean, it's
1: literally, literally at least two hours of your life. Yeah, or two two days of your life, forty eight <laughs> hours. You're talking twenty four movies. Yeah. That's yeah. a lot. So a lot. I'm, I'm a crazy person. No one should do this. This is a bad idea. Yeah, I, <laughs> although I, although I did really want to, but
0: my my perception of No Time to Die really came from just rewatching the Dana Craig era. Except I I re- I tried to rewatch Spectre before No Time to Die, but I just couldn't, <sighs> I couldn't make it. It's I couldn't so- do it.
1: But pretty bad.
0: I I did rewatch. Pretty bad. uh, They had a uh, um, AMC had um, had some screenings of Casino Royale in a theater. I was like, oh, perfect, nice. And that was beautiful to see in a theater. Then that same day, when I came back, uh, when I got back home, I I watched rewatched Quantum of Solace. And it happened again. This this happened to me before, where I cannot see Quantum of Solace without having seen Casino Royale right before. And I think both those together for me work. I don't think Quantum of mm. Solace works on its own. It only works. Oh, definitely as, not. It only yeah. works mm-hmm. as an extension of Casino Royale. And I, I like Quantum of Solace a lot. Actually, it's it's a
1: it's a messy messy movie. Um, yes. You have a thing for messy movies, though. Like that's that's a thing for you. You do enjoy that. I'm a I'm a messy bitch. Uh, what can I
2: say? Yeah.
1: I mean that that's separate. That's a, but also <laughs> true. That's a different thing. That's.
2: Uh,
1: it's it's I don't uh, I okay,
0: but th- th- with I'll just say uh, my final thoughts on of Solace, It is very clear that it was affected by. I think the writer strike was. Oh, yeah. the, the big thing that that. Yeah. Um, really brought that movie down uh, because I heard stories of like Judy Dench and Daniel Craig just basically making up lines or ad-libbing or, or writing stuff on set you and I was like oh I can, I can definitely tell that was
2: happening <laughs> yep now but, it fits yep yeah yeah
1: but
0: uh, you know regardless of that I'd still like those and in- <sighs> Badly edited action sequences. I do like some of that stuff that's going on, but I will say, yeah. oh boy, it's it's confusing at times. But anyway,
1: Quantum of Solace. I do think you, it's good. I think it's good. Do you think the Daniel Craig movies are the most uneven of the of the Bonds? Because, like, for me, you might not think this because you like Quantum of Solace more than most. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for me, there are like going into No Time to Die. There are two amazing Daniel Craig Bond movies and two awful. Awful, awful, awful. Like, Quantum Solves and Spectre are both very bad. They're both in, like, the bottom... I think, like, the bottom eight uh, for me in the in the Bond movies. And then the other two are in the top five. Like, Skyfall is number five for me, and Casino Royale is number one. So there is, like, a huge gap in quality between the two and the two. Which is very strange, because, like, for me, like, um, Connery's movies are all kind of clumped in a lot of areas. Moore's movies are kind of clumped. And Dalton's movies are clumped, because I think... Actually, the dot movies are very, very good. Like um, Me too. License to, License to Kill is my number four out of all the Bond movies. Like, I think it's wonderful. And it's like, I think he really got short shrift of all the Bond actors. Like, he's the one who got treated the most poorly. Um, but the Craig ones are, like, kind of all over the place in yeah, quality here. Like, yeah. Like,
0: going from Skyfall, which to me is five out of five, to Spectre, which I don't even want to give it a ranking. It's like... <laughs> 2.5 <laughs> out of 5, or 2 out of 5. Why um, are you so mean to Dave Bautista? Why, why, do, you, why do you I hate forgot Bautista? he was in that. Uh, you can, yes. Listen, you, you, you can start reciting to me the plot of Spectre. I go, oh, really? That's what That's what happened in that movie? No, no. thank you. No. I don't know if I could even do it. Like, it's so convoluted. <laughs> just like, no. I know, no, the, I know the hot priest from Fleabag's in it, right? He's the bad guy. No, that's right. Yes, yeah. that is um, correct. Yes, yes. And then they... And then they have like a like a, like a Scooby Doo adventure at the end with like the team. Anyway, that was I'm I'm getting upset just thinking about it. Um, but, but I okay. Going back to Roger Moore, I'm not a huge Roger Moore fan, so maybe those films his his lineage is not one I really want to rewatch. Uh, but I, yeah. uh, but even uh, uh, but then we go to Pierce Brosnan, which mm. I'm very conflicted about because everybody's favorite I like Goldeneye. I know, I was gonna say everybody's favorite movie is Goldeneye, but I'd put yeah. Tomorrow Never Dies above Goldeneye. Um and that's that's just me. Um but then the, the the last two, The World's Not Enough
1: and Die Another Day, oof, those are Die Another Day is the worst James Bond movie. Yeah. It's really like genuinely awful. There's almost nothing good about it. It's a bad, bad movie. Yeah. Like,
0: oof. Uh, I think last V-Watch, which was a few years ago, I gave it. I found it enjoyably campy to a point, but overall, I'm like, no, this is not good, though. This,
1: is, I mean, but it's I, also, but yeah. it is enjoyably campy, but that's not what they were going for. It becomes a like so bad it's good thing. But I think, yeah. I think, uh, like, I think my highest rated one is Tomorrow Never Dies. Um, I think that's that's the best of the bunch. Of the um, And that's that's mostly because Michelle Yo. I mean, she's oh, yeah, phenomenal, and yeah. that and even but even that one is like number thirteen for me, so it's like right in a middle yeah. spot, and that yeah. you know, but but Goldeneye. Oh no, Goldeneye is like in my top ten. Like I, yeah, I love yeah, that one. That's course, that's yeah. a really good one. But like the rest of them, it's like and I also Pierce Brosnan in terms of like what he said about James Bond it just leaves a really bad taste in my mouth. Like he was. He was quoted as saying numerous times he wanted to be the last person to play James Bond. He wanted to kill off James Bond I didn't know he was that. in the role. Wow. Yeah, so I'm like, you know what? It's bigger than you. Yeah. You need to just yeah. simmer down, Pierce, Remington Steele. <laughs> you need to calm yourself, okay? Go sing bad ABBA songs poorly. Just go. <laughs> Although I love him doing that. I, I love him in those, <laughs> those uh,
0: Mamma Mia movies. Um, <laughs> make make a third one, please. Um, but it's it's interesting to me that, and and this and this goes into how personally I feel about Daniel Craig's run. Like I was there mm-hmm. from the beginning with Daniel Craig. I mm-hmm. was sitting in the theater 15 years ago watching Casino Royale, because mm-hmm. at that point before, and, and this is something I'll admit, um, I I was a huge James Bond fan to the point that like. I, I, at that Before watching Casino Royale, I had not watched all of them. But I was really into the Brosnan movies. I watched, as much as I say I don't like it, I watched of the Day at least twice in, in the theaters when it came out. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, yeah. So, so I'm like, yeah, I, I like this James Bond series. Although I haven't seen all of them. I may have seen like Dr. No and like, the really old ones. Um, then I was like, Casino Royale, here we go. New Bond. I'm in. And then being uh-huh. there for 15 years to the end... That's to me, Daniel Craig. For me personally, is like my favorite Bond, right? Mm, um, okay. So, and then going back to Brosnan, it's inter- uh, here's here's my point. It was interesting to see the end of the Brosnan run. How like he started with Golden Everybody loved Golden Eye. Tomorrow Never Dies. They're like, uh, and then petered out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh huh. And like what what could have been like I and I do think Brosnan was a, a good bond at times like that, that that's why it's, I like, it's a perfect yeah. perfect choice to play him yeah yeah no yeah. doubt and then they fumbled it so hard really Oof. Oh, and much quicker than Daniel Craig yeah. like over fifteen years he had five movies Craig and then what Brosnan had I, I don't know the timeline but much less than that to
1: just yeah yeah him and the producers go downhill. You um, know what I? You know what I find interesting about James Bond movies, though, and this is probably just because I have such a deep affinity and connection to them. Even the bad ones, it's okay. I still have a good time. I still, oh yeah. Like I just got finished saying how terrible that Pierce Brosnan movie was, and I was still like, you know what though. I watched it, and I didn't mind spending that hour and a half to two hours with it. I had a good time.
0: I saw, yeah, (laughs) I I saw uh, uh, um, Diner of the Day twice in theaters, yeah. Yeah, So, Mm -hmm. uh, I mean,
1: I was a dumb kid, but still, I I mean, I had a good time watching it. (laughs) And I think since I was a teenager watching these with my dad, like, I've never missed an opening weekend James Bond. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. Like, it's just like, it was a little, I have to admit, it was a little painful this time. Because my dad oh, passed yeah. a couple yeah. years ago. So this is the first time I have watched a James Bond movie in the theater without my dad. Like that has always been like, OK, like dad didn't go to a lot of movies. He'd go to like maybe four or five movies a year. But James Bond, he was there opening weekend and we would go together. So it wasn't it wasn't a terrible experience by any stretch, but it was like, oh, this is different um hmm i'm actually kind of glad i had a little time through the pandemic to like come to grips with that if it had been right after he passed because it would have been like i think like three or four months after he passed wow is when was when this was supposed to come out so a little time to process that loss and like move forward a little bit but yeah like even the bad ones i'm like yeah let's go let's see it again like i'm ready to go
0: uh i'm the same except specter i can't make it through specter i'm sorry um but we let's let's get into No Time to Die. I, I think we've reached No okay. Time to Die. Um, although I'll, I'll ask you this as we go into No Time to Die. Although uh-huh. I think I think we already got your thoughts on the Daniel Craig run. But yeah, you are firmly with like Casino Royale, Skyfall, great, Quantum of Solace, yep. Spectre, not so great. I mean, how, yeah. how did you feel? Uh, you know, after Spectre and the whole them bringing everything together Blofeld being the mastermind of everything that's happened before then like how do you feel that with with that uh uh, Mm. reveal and like where
1: that puts the series before no time to die I mean I was I was worried Mm. um because I think I I like the idea of bringing in Blofeld like that is a as someone who has watched all of the Bond movies like this is you know of course tying back to older stuff um and all the stuff that Mike Myers made fun of in uh in the Austin Powers movies Mm. right um but there is, and you don't really know where the line is until you cross it, but there's a line that you cross for like, okay, now too much is connected. Like, it's like the the mastermind necessary to do all these things, to set all these things in motion is like, okay, I don't know. So, like, I walked into this movie very honestly grateful that Daniel Craig was coming back because there was a lot of talk about him just being like, done. Like, I just, I don't want to do this anymore. I injured myself when I was doing Spectre. I'm tired. I'm getting older. I don't know that I should do this anymore. I might walk away from it. And then you have like, you know, um, uh, you have a director coming in who's well respected but I think it's kind of overrated in Danny Boyle like I think it's kind of an overrated director Um, so I was like I don't know how I feel about that Uh," and then he left and I was like okay and then they bring in Fukunaga and I was like ooh this is a director I actually really like um, who has a visual sense and a flair and a style that I think will fit really well with this and I'm like okay and like everything I hear about it I'm like okay this casting sounds good Felix is coming back I love that actor this is going to be really good so I was like cautiously optimistic walking to this and then I heard some like pretty positive reviews from people I respect and I was like okay this might be okay so I walked in like not expecting greatness but also not not expecting what I got in Spectre right Mm, like a pretty a pretty bad movie like it's just specter has a couple sequences that are really memorable and fun but like as a movie it's not really great so it's kind of in the middle like hoping for i was just hoping for a movie that was pretty good i'd be happy if this ended with pretty good because you mentioned pierce brosnan starts off really high precipitous drop right and you have daniel craig starts off with to me the best bond movie that's ever been made and then top five Bond movie and then slams all the way down to the bottom. And right. I'm like, oh, God, I hope it doesn't get worse. Like, what if it gets worse than Spectre? Oh, yeah. God, what if it goes down? Um, so I was just kind of hoping, like, let's get back to that middle range. I don't need it to be as good as like Casino Royale and Skyfall. I just need it to be fun and enjoyable and a nice end to the Daniel Craig era. So that's what I was walking in with. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, I
0: felt the same way. <laughs> it's like, please, for the love of God, you don't have to be Skyfall, you don't have to be Casino Royale, but be at least third in that ranking. You know, above yeah. mm-hmm. Quantum and Spectre for sure. Um, but yeah, I, and and I, I came into the movie worried because uh, I heard some reactions saying, "Oh, it does," you know, tr- you know, connect to Spectre, and I was like, "Oh God, mm-hmm. I." I was really hoping they'd avoid that, but... (laughs) Same. Yeah. Uh uh, Because they they, they went, they put all their eggs into that on Her Majesty's Secret Service ending uh, at the end of Spectre. And I forget Uh if this was actually a thing they were going to do, but I forget if they were going to kill off Swan, because that's that's her name, right? Um, At Mm -hmm. the end of Spectre, or... Madeline Swan. Madeline Swan, Mm -hmm. yes. Uh, Either they're going to kill her off at the end of Spectre or kill her off at the beginning of uh, no time to die, or something, but I was like, Well, what are they gonna do now? Because you know, they this is me going off on, on a thing now, I just realized. But we're <laughs> uh, on Her Majesty's Secret Service, it's I think it's a great movie, Dave. I'm sorry, but I,
1: a lot of people do, yeah, no, no, yeah. a lot of people do that yeah. one. I think, uh, one, I think. Older viewers, it kind of tears people down the middle. There's a lot of people that really like it and think it's underappreciated and a lot of people that really hate it, like me, smart people. Um, <laughs> but it's it's also, it's, got, it's one of those movies that's gotten um, kind of a reappraisal. Uh, and a lot of, and a lot of people like it. I think my my letterbox review, which got a little bit of pushback, was, sorry guys, this still stinks. Uh, <laughs> so because <laughs> I know a lot of people really enjoy it and I, and I get why. but I think George Lazenby is just a giant black hole of charisma. Uh, and it just kind of ruins it for me. Yeah. And throwing started, George Lazenby is a wonderful human being. Everybody loves him and I think he's probably a great person, but he just shouldn't be James Bond and that's okay i get it continue yeah but but uh (laughs) just
0: uh just to to kind of reiterate that point you think that movie doesn't work mainly because of george lazenby is that right
1: i think so there's two things that are working concurrently against it is that it is trying to give the james bond mythos a story and heart Mm -hmm. and romance Mm -hmm. um and it has George Lazenby, who's not a very good Bond. And in order to make that work, you got to have a great actor that we care about, and you have to have a love story that we really, really care about, because it flies in the face of everything that James Bond has been up until that point. James Bond is a cad, Like, he, you know, he's a different girl every night of the week, and he's charming, and he, and he moves on, right? So to have a story, spoiler alert for that, I guess, where he gets married, and then she's killed, and he yeah. has to deal with grief, And it's hard to have a singular movie where you're going to deal with James Bond falling in love, getting married, losing her, dealing with his grief, all in two hours and five minutes. Like, that's asking a lot, and I think it just asks too much of that movie and that actor.
0: Okay, I get it. Fair point. I don't agree, but I think it's fair.
1: (laughs) Okay, I'll take it. I will take that.
0: And and, and I'll just say... I think I buy that personally only because it's a new bond I don't it, it would have been mm. hard for me to really think of like Can you imagine if they
1: asked Roger Moore or Roger Connery Moore that? no way no oh, way wow. yeah
0: <laughs> i, I I'm, I'm actually glad Lazenby just did one because yeah, could have
1: been a lot worse you're yeah, absolutely yeah. right yeah. yes
0: um, but anyway but okay speaking of on Her Majesty's Secret Service, I did not like the okay. fact that they added so so much of that like kind of like fooling us uh, on her majesty secret service fans uh uh, kind of like leading us on i think even the trailer for specter had like the theme of on her majesty secret service playing throughout It did. and i'm like what is and i see like you know um, the the Madeline swan character and i'm like oh i have like these preconceived notions of what's going to happen and then they 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 just have him ride off into the sunset with her and then it's not that i wanted her to die it's like it's like this is
1: why do you hate women? <laughs> why, why do you want women to die? No, no, I totally get what you're saying. Absolutely, They set that up for you yeah. with all of the the preconceived notions they gave you. They did that on purpose. And then, it, I don't know, that movie feels really cowardly to me.
0: Yeah. And then I'll also say another thing that angers me about It's like they didn't need to do all that because they already had their love story, you know, tragic ending in Casino Royale. Like yeah, they had yeah. Vesper. Mm-hmm. Like that was that was yeah. there on Her Majesty's Secret Service for Daniel Craig's Bond,
1: and and so much better. It's yeah. a perfect. Uh. Yes, agreed.
0: But uh, but yeah, that is a beef of mine I have with Spectre, and on Her Majesty's Secret Service, the fact that they had that element, those elements in that movie, and then I guess that's what I was worried about coming into No Time to Die. It's like, oh, how are they going to reconcile that? Are they going to go back to on Her Majesty's Secret Service? In a way, they did, um, but mm-hmm. not to that full extent. Um, that was me pre-No Time to Die. Now, we're in No Time to Die territory. Here we go. We're here. Mm-hmm. We're here. Mm-hmm. Um, All right. We're here. Before we get into spoilers, because I'm going to warn people there's going to be spoilers, and then they can like either tune out or watch the movie come back, whatever. But pre-spoilers, Dave, your thoughts on No Time to Die, finally watching it. Hey, it's been however many years now.
1: <laughs> Just your overall right. thoughts on No Time to Die. All right. So as I mentioned, I walked into this hoping it would be good, like a 7 out of 10, hoping it would just be in that solid middle ground. It is so much better than that. I loved No Time to Die. Um, so a little behind the scenes, we had been talking about doing this episode and I had mentioned like, you know, I'm, I'm going into this thinking I'll like it, um, except I'm going to say it's too long because uh, it is because it's two hours and 43 minutes. But yeah. you know what? It's not too long. It's not too long at all. It did not drag for me. Like, I was stunned. Like, all the set pieces really work. The love story works. The stuff with Blofeld works. I would say maybe the only weakish spot is Rami Malek. I'm not a big Rami Malek fan. Like, I just, I don't like him as an actor that much. And But he fills a spot here... In my James Bond loving heart of the ridiculous, freakish villain with the crazy lair. Like it just, that stuff all really works. And it's, this is like, it feels like three Bond movies in one. Um, It does, it's got a lot going on. It's got a lot of moving pieces. And I don't know exactly how they got it all to work. Because if you told me, here's the story they're going to tell. Here's the pieces. Here's what's what. I'd be like, this is going to be awful. This is going to be a slog. There's no way this works. But it's cool. It's sexy. It's fun. It's got the it's got the gadgets. It's got the beautiful women. Without them killing the love story. Like they managed to do that. They managed to bring in all these gorgeous women and yet still have you rooting for for James and uh and Swan. Like it just everything about this movie works, man. Like I was so shocked. And it's I like that it kinda it pokes fun in itself a little bit too. Um, It knows exactly what it is. There is a sequence where, and they show this in the trailer where Blofeld is back and he's imprisoned and they're having a discussion and they're talking about something unrelated to other Blofeld stuff. And James Bond trying to figure out who's doing this. And so they're having two different conversations at once. And Blofeld is like, it was me and James Bond's reaction is like, you did all this. And he's like, no, 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 I'm not talking about that. And it's like, no, that would be ridiculous. To have Blofeld in charge of all of this stuff, all this stuff coming to fruition. And it feels like it's like, you know, rolling back stuff they did in Quantum of Solace and Spectre. Like, yeah, that was a little ridiculous. That's not really possible. Let's just get back to the fun of James Bond. And this, I mean... I don't want to say where I rank it in terms of James Bond movies because I want to watch it again Yeah, but I have a feeling this could sneak into my top five James Bond movies all time Wow, I really really loved it I had a great time what a great way for Daniel Craig to close it out like to just close it out on a really high note like I walked out like it's been a while since I've had this feeling some of this due to the pandemic but like walking out of a theater in a big action movie just pumped like I was just so excited I was like that was really great and the people that saw it with me are not big James Bond fans but they loved it they had the same reaction i did they were like yeah it wasn't it didn't drag i was worried about that like i went with my buddy mike who i do off-screen deaths my podcast with and went with him and his wife and his wife was like uh we saw it at noon because she was like if we see this at night i'm gonna fall asleep it's too long (laughs) but she loved it too and i was like ah yes i had such a great experience and i i can't believe i'm saying this about a three-hour movie i can't wait to go see this in the theater again like I just I cannot wait. Uh, I I'm I'm mostly with you. I will say for me it dragged a bit
0: in the climax, the third act, but I say that mm-hmm. now, but I really want to see it again. Like I, mm-hmm. I I'm surprised I haven't seen it again already. I've just been busy. Um, but it's one of those that I came out of it well, I'll just say this. This is this is not a spoiler. But the pre credits sequence, it goes on I think longer than most Bond. It's like twenty minutes. Yeah. it's like yeah. a long it, it, time. It involves a flashback, and then from the flashback, we get to where uh, Bond and Swan are together, and there's a huge action sequence. Oh God! All of so that. Good. All of that is better than Spectre, and I'm like, perfect.
2: Yeah, I- yes.
1: <laughs> I'm like, that's a that chase strange. sequence that cheese sequence with him and him and swan and you know first in the motorcycle and then in the car like oh my god like some of my favorite james bond action sequences of all time so well choreographed so well filmed so well edited so much fun and also like emotional there's this there's a moment where he's trying to figure out where he stands with her and if she has betrayed him And he's just, like, sitting in the bulletproof car as, like, bullets are, like, cascading around him. And you see him make the decision to try to get out of this. Like, okay, fine. I'm just, I'm going to deal with this later. And then the action sequence jumps off again. It, It doesn't feel like it has the pressure of, like, we have to go full tilt, balls to the wall, the entire action sequences. There's time for emotional beats. And this is a movie that takes its time. And I really, really enjoyed all like that beginning, and also like the actual opening credits um, with the Billie Eilish song. Like that stuff, all really works too. God, it's just so fun all the way through. Uh, I will say, like that opening sequence, the pre uh,
0: pre pre-title sequence. uh, And I I actually don't know how you feel about this. Um, I know a big point of contention, and I'm like, I'm like on the fence about it with Spectre in particular the chemistry between uh leah Sadu and daniel craig you know swan and bond people mm-hmm. have said it doesn't work and i'm like it, and i'm like it, it works enough inspector but it works here i was, I was gonna say <laughs> in that pre-credits <laughs> sequence those those like moments like you were mentioning like those those like slow moments where yes there's a moment where like bond just sits in the car as like there's bullet shooting and like swan like tells him to do something I felt something there. I was like, Oh yeah, I felt yeah. I felt something yeah. here more than all of Spectre with these two and like I buy the I buy them now more than ever. You know, I, I'm glad they had those moments. I'm glad that there was like the, that emotional connection mm-hmm. and of course that's important for the rest of the movie. Um and I was like yes. it's, it's like this movie's doing so far in the first twenty minutes. More
1: than I would have hoped for. It's like, it's, yeah. yeah. And then after Agreed. that, the rest of the movie. Yeah, that's, that's <sighs> when the movie, the movie had me in its clutches yeah. by the time the opening credits started. I was just like, oh my God, it's happening. We're getting a great James Bond movie again. And that just made me so happy, especially like after, you know, granted, in terms of like things that the pandemic has done, like movies are, way down on the list but like that is a thing for me and for you i know that like movies are a big part of our lives right it's a joy that we get when we get a really great movie and when you have a history with a with something like james bond when you get that moment of like we're back like we we did it we have a james bond movie we can really get behind and really love like i i can't imagine a james bond fan watching this movie and not loving it 'Cause there's so many things here that are just so James Bond. Like there's even a moment late in the movie where they kind of reenact the opening where, you know, the the kind of targeting and James Bond turns and yeah. fires his gun. There's a moment later in the movie that is a throwback to that. And I was like I was I felt like a kid. It, it, like I was it, watching this movie and I was like, Oh it it happened. He did the thing. Like <laughs> You're
0: talking about the gun barrel sequence, right? The gun barrel. Yep, yeah, exactly. yes, 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 yes. Oh yep. my god. Oh so good. And I should say I went to go see this in IMAX on Wednesday. It was the first showing in town, right? Um, and of course, people who were there were pumped, and I'm also pumped. Yeah. When the sure. gun barrel sequence came up at the beginning of the movie, somebody cheered, and like there was some uh-huh, clapping nice. in the theater too. And I was like, "Oh, nice. perfect! I'm watching. I'm this with,
2: with my the right people. people. Yes, exactly. <laughs> is, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Um, <laughs> Absolutely. So, but I think you yeah, bring up the ahead. point of the the chemistry between the two of them and. Mm it's so necessary um and i would argue that the you know if you're ranking the chemistry if you're rating it it's like in the earlier movies it's like a 5 like it's there but it's but those movies like i don't know that it's that necessary this one if you don't believe in in those two this movie is going to fall apart for you right. cuz this is the impetus for everything else that happens this relationship it has to matter and I would argue that it really does. Like, I'm trying to think of other than Casino Royale, there's not many pairings in the James Bond history that rank with this. There's the From Russia with Love, I think, really works. And that is that is the James Bond romance, right? Right. You might argue on Her Majesty's Secret Service. I would not, but some people do. I but would. this is, like, this is up there in terms yes. of, like, romances that really work. And the movie is very careful with how it handles... Um, gender, uh, more careful than I think I ever remember it being like they do a really, really excellent job of towing that line here. Like there is a sequence where they kind of come back together, uh, where he kind of tracks her down. And that, that might be my favorite scene in the entire movie. Like wow. just the two of them together before a very important reveal happens, just the two of them. And I'm like, Oh man. I am, like, really engaged with this couple. Like, I am, like, oh, I really want this to work. <laughs> like, I really, as a viewer, I really need these two people to be happy. Yeah. Um, and that's rare in a James Bond movie. You're just, usually just like, okay, she looks beautiful. When are we getting to the next action se- set piece? Right. Uh, and this, I didn't have that. I, I just felt like I want to live in this world for a bit. I want to be with these people. Oh, so good. Um
0: I think we should move into the spoiler territory. I think we have more to talk about. We're
1: dancing. Yeah, we're around
0: dancing it, around Eddie for sure. We, we really want to get into it, but before we're going to spoilers. But yes, I mean you're firmly for it. So you're like yes, great Bond movie. Yes, 100%. Uh, I, I'm also there. It's it's great. I can't wait to see it again. Because I'll just say before spoilers, it does something at the end um, that I feel like without. Specifically connecting all of them like purposefully, like Spectre did, it connects all the Craig Bonds and even like the entire franchise itself together in a way. It's like, oh, that's brilliant, and mm-hmm. I'm I can't wait to talk about it in the spoiler section. But yeah, I was just flabbergasted. Really, I was
1: like, oh, they went oh that way. Wow. Before we get to spoilers, yeah. this movie probably has the greatest Bond insult of all time. I just uh. want to say, <laughs> he calls someone Book of Mormon, which like <laughs> yeah. I i laughed uncomfortably loud when that happened because it works so well and also without any spoilers i just love what they did with his friendship with felix yes like i just i it's one of my favorite relationships in the craig bonds and it really it works even better here than it has in the past i mean it helps when you've got a phenomenal actor playing felix oh I, um, yeah so that, I love- that really helps
0: Jeffrey Wright
1: as far Jeffrey us. Wright he's he's ah. what he's one, of, he's one of, and I think honestly he's one of he's one of our best actors working right now yes. regardless of role and for him to like slide into an action franchise as opposed to like a very serious drama like man he's so good and it just it gives it weight that it usually doesn't have in that because that relationship between him and Felix Leiter has gone throughout all the bonds basically but this this is definitely my favorite version yeah ah, perfect um, Alright, now we're going to go to spoilers Again, the warning
0: is If you don't care about spoilers, you haven't seen the movie Keep listening, if you care about spoilers Go watch the movie, it's playing in theaters now um, And then come back Listen to us, spoil it, and here we go mm-hmm. three, two, one, spoilers, okay
1: Okay, we're spoilers, James Bond is dead James Bond <laughs> died Like, what? What is happening? They,
0: they killed James Bond it's, He's really dead
1: I... Okay. Well, I mean he's not. He's coming back. But like there wasn't in most James Bond movies when there's like no way out, he finds a way out and you you see it. But here they don't give you that out. There is something in the post credits that says James Bond will return in another adventure, blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah. But like in for all intents and purposes, James Bond accepts his death, accepts his mortality, and explodes in glory, oh, he explodes. Like, what? Yeah, yeah. I mean, shocking.
0: I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. I kind of figured that's how it was going to end. I, it, you know, nobody straight out spoiled it for me online, yeah. but I uh-huh. can read context clues. It's like, oh, sure, you know, sure. it's it's a, it's a it's a definitive end. Oh, yeah, it's an emotional end. You know, it's. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, are they gonna do it? Are they gonna do it? Although, like, I kept myself from the spoilers. But how right. how do you feel about? I guess we'll we'll start with the biggest thing. How do you feel about right. that? death in terms of like the franchise as a whole and like you you kind of already covered it but
1: like i want to get into were you totally expecting that to happen coming in no no no, not at all i i i didn't read any full reviews i i looked and saw like what like some reviewers i respect i looked at like kind of the headline and then like the score they gave it and that was kind of all i knew going into it um and this is a perfect example of like i mentioned at the very beginning of this episode about like Sometimes we don't know what we want or need out of a movie, out of a franchise. And if you had told me going in, oh, James Bond dies, he sacrifices his life for this woman that he loves and he has a kid and all this stuff. I'd be like, that sounds terrible. I do not want that. No, thank you. Much like Skyfall, right? Mm. I don't want the, the origin story of Bond. I'm not interested in that. Ends up, I was very interested in that. And I think this is the perfect ending. Not only, like, honestly, like, I love James Bond. I want them to keep making these movies until the day I die and even after that. But if there was never another James Bond movie, I would be really happy with this ending. I think it's perfect. I think it allows him to sacrifice um, in a way that is not just pure ego, right? You understand why he's making that sacrifice. And they set it up so well because, like, oh, he opened up the blast doors. He's going to escape. But then you have this realization in your back of your mind. We haven't taken care of the villain. Yeah, he's still out of there. Lucifer, whatever his name is, which is very close to Lucifer, which I thought was maybe not that clever. Uh, a little writing ploy there. Like, mm, I get it. And yeah. then hitting that a little hard. He's evil. And then when you realize, <laughs> yeah, we get it. Um, and then when you realize, like, oh, he hasn't been taken care of. He's still wandering around somewhere. You just know. And then the, the blast doors close again. And you get that moment. And I kind of love that you get moments in the Craig Bond movies where he is like way out of his depth. Yeah, you know, and he's just like, "Oh man, I gotta. I just, cl- I just opened that. I got okay. I gotta <laughs> go back. I gotta deal with this, you know." Uh, but I, I love the ending. I think it's, I think it's wonderful. I think it's loving. I think it's intense. I think it, it, it falls in line with the best of who James Bond is. He gets to be his best self by the end of this. He gets to let go of Vesper, which is a big plot point in this pass on who he is to this woman and this child and die a hero. Yeah. That's really nice. Especially cause like, you know, he left, you know, being a double O seven and the, or being a double O agent and then comes back and it's very contentious, both with Lashana Lynch, who is great by the way, playing oh, yeah. the new double O seven and with Mallory, uh, with M, uh, I love that. Like whenever he's mad at him, he calls him by his full name. <laughs> I think that's very cute. Um, but it lets him be the best version of James Bond and, end really nicely. And it, I just, I felt good for Daniel Craig. Uh, like there's a meta thing going on here too. Who's had a really tough time of it when it comes to James Bond movies, like starts off really well and then hasn't been enjoying himself. It seems like like anytime he talks in interviews, he's like, Oh God, James Bond, I'm so <laughs> tired of this. And he got to have a good ending and it looks like, and also throughout this movie, it's like he's having a good time, yeah, for the first time in two or three movies. Like, he is really enjoying himself. I don't know, maybe because he knew it was over, uh, but he was having a good time, and yeah, so I love the ending, I just adore it. And I, and if you put that on paper, that is not what I expected my answer to be to that question. Uh, I, 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 I the ending itself. Like that final
0: climax in you know that that island uh, whatever like I, I said earlier for me it drags a bit but when mm. it comes together when things fall into place and I was I I, I wasn't a huge Saffin fan Rami Malikus as, as as this villain Lucifer Siphon. Yeah, he's you know.
1: definitely the weak part I mean yeah. yeah but I think that's why Blofeld is there and there's all the yeah, Spectre yeah, yeah. stuff too to distract you from how shitty this villain is yeah. <laughs> but to me like he's there as a direct like
0: a device a narrative device yeah. to give yes. that final poetic uh uh move like that final like uh, um here's bond why you can never be with swan ever again it's like he delivers right. that to 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 craig's bond and that's when i realized oh that's it he's fucked like and also it brings yep. together like i was saying earlier i was like uh, uh walking around this but like now, to me, it connects the Craig movies in a way where it's like yes he is he's an assassin he's a killer, mm-hmm. and everything he touches ends up dying almost everything you know yep. from like Judy dench's m you know to mm-hmm. vesper um even like a, even like uh, sorry even quantum of Solace, uh Mathis, like he like he mm-hmm. he dies in a in a horrible way and then and then earlier in the movie uh um, Felix. Felix slider oh, yeah. I'm uh, like, oh my god! And then at the very end, he he has to deal with that. It's like if you touch Swan, you you will kill her. And then if that's yep. that sacrifice to me makes sense through Daniel mm-hmm. Craig's run to this end, I'm like, oh, of course, this is how it ends. Like this is yep. this poetically, you know, this is his life. This is what he chose to do, and he cannot love the woman he loves at the end because of who he is. And I thought right. that was I thought right. that was beautiful. I was like, okay, perfect. Like I could yep. not have thought of a better way to end his run and now there's
1: yeah yeah there's only one thing i would change and it's been bothering me the more i think about it i just wanted him to smoke felix's cigar oh that's right yeah like they made this big deal about it and it was this you know silver inlaid and it's like very in a little container and he made it they made a point to go get it from a car that was about to you know be destroyed and i was like just think about it, Felix. Like, yeah. and it feels like they just forgot about it. Like they just forgot that they made a big deal about that early on in the movie. But that aside, just a wonderful, wonderful ending. Like I just, and again, like, I mean, I could, I could see how folks like you would say that like the climax drags a bit. But I like that he like that it goes step by step, that it takes its time, that he goes and saves the kid, and then he saves the girl and he removes them from danger instead of having yet another standoff where a woman is a in peril. You right. know? No, now it's just me and you and it's me dealing with my own my own neuroses, you know? And how do you not love? It's a poison island. It's an <laughs> island full of poison. This is the most James Bond thing I could ever imagine. Like, you shove someone into the water, and then there's they're a corpse immediately. I was like, this is great. This is exactly what James Bond is supposed to be. I also did like that Felix got um got a terrible pun to say, like James Bond would usually say. He gets stabbed in the stomach, and he says something like, I have a gut feeling. This isn't oh, going to yeah. well. And I was like... I see you. And I and I like that there's, you know, it's Daniel Craig because they were going for gritty realism especially in um Casino Royale. He didn't really get a chance to do the fun James Bond stuff. And you get you get more of that in here. You got the Cyclops guy and he said, you know, I showed someone my watch and it really blew his mind. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like, this is so fun. Daniel Craig is having a good time and I'm having a good time watching it.
0: I smiled uh, so much during that moment when he was interrogating, um, what's his name, Blofeld. And mm-hmm. it felt like there were like hints of more, and also hints of like Benoit Blanc, of like Daniel Craig just like going, mm-hmm. Well, you yes. this is what happened. Like, you wanted this to happen. He's like doing his arm. And it's, I can tell he's having a good time. He's having fun. Yep. And mm-hmm. I, I love that he had time there to, you know. You know, to, to express his bond in a way that's like silly at times. This yep. sometimes this movie is goofy, but in a good way.
1: Yeah, that's It thing balances we, that yeah. so well. The yeah. thing I love uh-huh. about
0: this movie so much. Um, I mean, that it's essentially like a short film where Bond goes to was it Cuba, right? Mm-hmm. And um, are we it,
1: finally going to talk about Ana de Armas? Yes, we're we talking, talking about, about Ana the, de that's Armas. Part of this yeah. movie, that whole sequence. I mean give her her own off because oh my god you know what i loved about her is that yeah she's sexy she looks great in a dress obviously like that we knew that was going to happen from the trailers and just from the thought of anna dermis in a james bond movie great but like she's just so excited to do her job yeah like she's yeah. just having a great time and it's infectious and it gets to him too like he sees her having a good time and he's like oh yeah yeah Being a spy is really fun. Yes. Like, it's really dangerous, but it's a good time. And also has kind of an all-timer sequence where all the Spectre agents uh, get infected by this, by the nanobots uh, that we have here. And it's like, oh, and it is gross and kind of hideous. But also, like, these are all characters who are getting what they deserve. Like, we do not feel bad for them at all. And, you know, you have the, and again, kind of silly, right? You have, you know, Blofeld watching all this through a fake eye, but that is so cool. And it's so James Bond. Like there's so many moments here where I'm just like, if you are a James Bond fan, if you have watched all these movies and you enjoy the silliness of it, this movie is going to be right up your alley. And it certainly was for me. Like, I was just like, yeah, we literally have a eyeball on a pillow. (laughs) What? (laughs) What? Running a meeting. Like and there's a spotlight and you're and he's expecting James Bond to die and everyone else dies. Man, it's so fun. Yeah. And you got Lashana Lynch in that sequence too. Yes. Like kind of you know, like, ah, oh, it's so funny. We haven't talked about the no. you know, the crazy doctor either. Oh yeah. Also yeah, yeah. a wonderful James Bondish character, you know, like from the very beginning, like threatening to put Ebola in people's soup, you know, yeah. it's just
0: like That that's great. Uh, uh, that that doctor like, every time he spoke or every time there was, like, this, like, quirky thing that was happening with him, I was reminded of, like, you know, moments of, like, uh, was it GoldenEye? And yep. um I forget the actor's name, but uh, um, him with a pen and everything. People who saw Oh, Golden totally. Eye, yeah, yeah. But, yep. uh-huh. again, it's, like, moments like that where it's, like, it's goofy, it's silly, but it works within this James Bond, James Bond universe, and mm-hmm. I love it. 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 It doesn't get, you know, dour- as dour as like other films in the franchise were like, yeah for as for as much as i love casino royale there's some fun moments there's like few funny one-liners but you know it mm-hmm. is very serious because that's what it yes. has to be like it, it, it's yep. an origin story like it's it's yep. like here's mm-hmm. here's bond for a new era we have to you know stay to this tone uh but here yeah they're just letting loose yeah at times, so, speaking
1: like of Casino Royale, like I have a question for you. A friend yeah. of mine, um, I follow him on Twitter. It's Phantom Mantis. I think you probably follow him too. He's Possibly. like in those same cir- circles. And he had he had put something online, like, "Hey, if you've seen No Time to Die, I have a spoiler question." Um, so I messaged him, and he brought up a really good point. He was like, "So the very beginning of this movie, they're going back. He's saying essentially saying goodbye to Vesper. Yeah. Um, and he goes to her tomb, and of course, Spectre has planted a bomb there, and it explodes, and then a chase sequence and and it's great Um, and he was like so did they know he was going there and plant the bomb that day or like was that planted for years and they were just waiting around (laughs) for James Bond to finally show up five years later like what is the timeline here? And my, my view is that they planted the bomb years ago, and but they were, like, keeping tabs on him mm-hmm. and seeing when he would show up. And then they set in their men. Mm. What do you think? Is that something that they just spur the moment? Or were they was there a plot now, there for years?
0: I don't know if you know this offhand, but what's the timeline? How much time has passed between the end of Spectre to the beginning of No Time to Die when Swan and Bond are together?
1: It feels like it's pretty. It's not much time as much time. It feels like to me, like a month maybe. Yeah. Like him and him and his girl are gallivanting across and having a good time and all that, but not certainly not years. I yeah. don't think.
0: Having only seen it the one time, my my answer to that would be: Well, they planted it right after he got together with Swan because mm, they they figured okay. they figured. She would take him back, or they'd eventually get back to um, you know Vesper's burial ground because I think they knew oh these two are going to be together and like he has to resolve that issue. So that's my mm-hmm. quick answer to like and I, okay I, and I actually thought about it during the movie too because there may, there may have been one or two dialogue uh, one or two lines you know to that fact um, maybe even Swan says something to the effect of like oh like they. They they kinda knew that was going to happen, that you're gonna be there eventually. So that's my answer. Right. right? You know. Sure. Because, sure. He, because he's in love again, maybe he will eventually go resolve that issue with Vesper. So that's my yeah. Right. It, it, and like I, I liked I appreciated that, you know, Vesper Get, uh, you know, was there in in spirits? Her, right. her got a little her,
1: picture of her, picture That's, of her, yeah. mm-hmm.
0: and apparently somebody online deduced that she was like 23 when yeah. Casino Royale uh, happened. And I was like, oh, you know, I, w- I would have pegged her for uh, older, but you know, they gave her, you know, a lot of confidence as like a 23 year old to kind of like yeah. do the, the triple agent thing.
1: <laughs> no kidding. Yeah. That is God. I think of what I was doing when I was 23, and it was nothing that complex. Nothing. I can tell you. <laughs> So earlier we talked about this this relationship, right? And right. I can pinpoint the exact moment where I knew this worked for me is when you know they you know they kind of come back together, and because she's the the psychiatrist who is uh, talking to Blofeld, the only person that he'll talk to, and she's leaving, and she basically says, "I'm going home," and right. he knows he's the only one who knows what she means, and him showing up there, I was like, "Oh, yeah." it's it's still there it's they're still there and like man when he comes to her and like the heat between them when it's like that kind of like you know what's the worst thing about me sequence i was like oh my oh man this is whoo okay this is a lot you were really feeling it there and then of yeah. course as always a child interrupts and ruins course, everything but there's a child but the, but the kid kid always also really good i really liked her yeah. a lot like there's so many sequences where she's just like nope and then just leaves <laughs> like i love this kid this kid's great this kid's maybe the smartest person in this movie like i'm out of here man i am not interested in this like even when the villain is like you know basically like do you trust me and she's like no like just totally deadpan. No, thank you, sir. Uh, your name is Lucifer. No, yeah. I do not trust you.
0: <laughs> and this is our first mention of you know the 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 child of James Bond. Like this is yeah. this is one thing I was not expecting. I was kind of half half of me was like,
1: yeah, they're gonna kill off Bond, but I had no idea they yeah. they kept it hidden pretty well. That yes, another thing that if you put on paper, I'd be like, stupid. Do not want that. Not interested. But man, it emotionally works so well i think it works
0: because it's just something so and one of my favorite lines is like uh, uh bond asking swan like is like is she mine and then swan at first is like no 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 nope." and then nope. and then the eyes the bond is like but those Ugh. eyes and yeah that's yeah. that's what you notice when when, oh. when you see this child actor is like those eyes or daniel craig's eyes yeah, and, yeah. Uh, it's right there you're like oh of course like that's that's bond's child and like it, she doesn't admit to it until later on. I think. He, I think Safin says, "Oh, that that is his child, right? You're not telling him the truth, right?" Right. And it's something that was unexpected, but like it works, especially for the end. You know, mm-hmm. with oh, um, yeah. especially with like the fact that we're talking about the Bond franchise that lives on. Uh, mm-hmm. me and Skyfall was all about resurrection. Like this series has been going on for like almost what, like sixty years at this point, and mm-hmm. of course, like you'd have to have Bond's child eventually. I don't know yeah. if, like, the books ever covered the fact that Bond ever had kids or anything. I don't, think so. Um, I don't like,
1: think so. I mean, like, you would think he'd just have kids scattered across the I know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the, the way he was just laying it out there for years. Yeah, seriously. This one, um, the, the ending for me, the final moments, I may, I, I need to see it again to really feel that the, whether... Because I'm on the fence about how it, it ends. Though, Okay, I want to talk mm. about those two scenes at the end. Um, with yeah. how... Oh, and this... Okay, there's just so much to talk about. It's so, a big
2: movie. There's a lot going on.
0: <laughs> so I'll say before I talk about those two, two scenes at the end, um, I love that M. Mallory in this movie is basically oh. responsible for unleashing this virus onto the world. Yeah. And he doesn't get a comeuppance. Like, you'd expect him to get, like, you know... Uh, you know, some sort of justice but he, he comes out of it unscathed
1: and i think that's part but, I, but y- you know why though i think i love the fact that there's like there's almost an apology when he's talking to bond and that's something you never heard from m in any version of bond like it was always just like do what you're told i'm right. your boss and in this he was like you could see and it helps that ray finds this just Just a wonderful actor because you can see that regret. So you almost don't need a comeuppance. It's like he's giving it to himself throughout the movie. If that makes sense. But you're right. There is no big moment where like he gets fired or he gets like punished for this. And it's just like. And that's also I don't know. That's how the world works now. I know. That's
0: that's my my (laughs) interpretation of it was well, it's sort of like m at the beginning of skyfall where she lets um and I, i'm sorry i keep talking about skyfall because it's, it's my favorite and i've rewatched it more than the others but at the mm-hmm. beginning of skyfall m in a way lets that agent die because daniel craig's bond wants to stay yeah. with, with with that agent but she's like do the mission keep going and i yep. kind, of, kind of feel feel like as apologetic as like Ray finds m is after letting that virus out um yeah, like that's just the world. It's, like, it's, it's bureaucracy. Of course, people yep. at the top are not going to get affected. It's just the people at the bottom mm-hmm. who are going to sacrifice themselves. And I'm like, yeah, that plays into the grander spy genre as a whole and just the world itself, how fucked up it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I'm processing the, the last two scenes of the movie in a way that's like, oh, I've never seen this before in a Bond movie. Mm-hmm. I have to accept the fact that Bond is dead. And also the fact that this Bond is never going to come back. Dana Craig's blonde. like that's it. Mm-hmm. So maybe just feel a little bit. I still have to process the fact that yeah, yeah. they they say goodbye to him. Uh, the 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 team, you know. There's M Q, uh, the new 7 O Seven. They're all there, money, money, penny, money penny and they toast them. Then they go, let's get back to work. And yeah, it's like me. Like the part part of me says I would have wanted more from them, but I think maybe that's also perfect that they say let's just get back mm. to work because again that's going to. The world they live in, like they lost another agent, yeah. but let's just get back to it. So yeah. I feel I
1: yeah I love that scene. I, I just think it's lovely because um, there's so many there's so many fake out Bond deaths where they have like a giant state funeral and blah 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 and the same thing they did with Judy Dench's uh, M. Um, so I like that it was personal. It was intimate. And that there was, like, there was a drink for James. Right. Like, no one touched that drink. And it was just, like... And you get the new 007, who is, like, finally kind of on the same page as everybody. And I loved all the stuff with Money, Penny, and Q in this. Like, I oh, just... Yeah. I just kind of, If anything, like, it's so weird in a movie that's, like, almost two hours and 40 minutes. It, like, my... Honestly, my only complaints were, like, I wanted more. Like, I wanted more Anna de Armas. I wanted more of Bunny Penny and Q. I yeah. wanted more of Felix. You know, it was just like, give me more. Give me, like, three more movies of this. And it's a really appropriate send-off. And then, you know, the other scene that I think you're kind of referencing is, like, you know, James Bond's love of his life telling the story of James Bond to this yeah. little girl. Yeah. You know, and I... There's a <laughs> another thing they poked fun at themselves for, which I really liked. It's the Bond James Bond line. Oh like yeah. You have it's like the ticket taker, just kind of like, <laughs> uh, you know. And right. then, who? but then you have someone else say Bond James Bond with reverence right. to end the movie, and it's just like uh, it like warmed my heart that like someone gets like a man who throughout the history of these films and these books was separate emotionally from everyone, finally connected. And even though he dies, he lives on. Right. right? There's actually like a whole theory in psychology called terror management theory. It's the reason we do great things. The reason we build tall buildings is to be remembered. And the simplest way to be remembered is to have a child and to have a connection with a partner who will remember you. And James gets that. He didn't get that with Vesper he didn't get that throughout the history of James Bond but he finally gets it here someone to tell his story with reverence and I just like ah just like perfect roll credits perfect and they Mm. did and they didn't cheapen it I do have concerns about like how do you how do you make another James Bond movie and not have me be like I don't like yeah. this. Yeah. I don't, you know, cause it cheapens what, what happens at the end of this movie.
0: Yeah. And, and we'll talk about the future or what we think about what they'll do in the future in a second. But I just say my, it's not, a, it's not a, I like everything you just said, David. And I do believe it. I think it's a beautiful moment, but again, I think maybe undercuts is the right thing for me to say here. Well, mm. sort of undercuts okay. it is the through line of like, Again, once again, them adding this uh, On Her Majesty's Secret Service thing through the whole thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Going back to the beginning of our conversation when I said, like, no time to die, for the most part, does nothing new. It sort of just has Mm -hmm. reverence for the past. If they... It's not that I didn't love hearing, you know, we have all the time in the world at at the end, Mm. but I felt like they should have been more... uh, 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 they should have believed more in just the story itself, rather than like have that reference and have those. Mm. You know,
1: yeah. you see where I'm coming from? It's like just let it. I do, breathe on I its do, own. but I, but I like that he says. You have all the time in the world. Yeah, I, I, you it's know not what? about us. It's about like I was like, oh, like that got me, and I'm not even a Majesty <laughs> Secret Service guy. And I was like, oh God, you finally did it right. You finally told that story with a good actor, um, a good James Bond, and a good story. <laughs> Sorry, I just had to get yeah, more no, no, digging. No. I, it's uh, funny. But yeah, like I, and this is what being self-referential. Man, it's a tough balance. It's tough. Um, yeah. And it, and it's going to read differently, I think, for different viewers. But for me, like for Dave, I was like, you did it just right. Like you just you hit all the marks you were supposed to hit and did enough little quirks and little new things that it feels like a new movie. But references all this stuff. In, and I felt the same way, actually, about Casino Royale is there's a lot of references to older James Bond stuff. If you know yeah. the stories, if you know the books, if you know the movies. But it's still its own thing. And so I feel like as bookends of the Daniel Craig era, like, this is perfection. This is exactly what it needed to be. And it just it made me happy. Yeah. Again, it's just, the, I guess for me, it's like a minor nitpick. It's like, sure. you know, uh,
0: how much they are depending on, you know, nostalgia for Honor Her Majesty's Secret Service. But also just on its own, I agree, yeah. it's, it's a beautiful way to and
1: end. And imagine if I told you two weeks ago... <laughs> You were gonna watch this movie and have only minor nitpicks. How happy would you have been? I mean, like, uh, oh my god, great!
0: (laughs) What a what a great thing! It's the most minor, uh, uh, minorist of nitpicks, if that's a word. Um, Yeah, but yeah, it's 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 again, it's a movie I I I want to rewatch again. I'm gonna make time for Mm -hmm. it. Might do it tonight. Might do it tomorrow night. But I at the end, I was just so happy that it wasn't you know worse than the last two i mean right. the, the the worst right. two daniel craig movies and yeah that itself is like a win it's like perfect it's and it could totally. even grow in my estimation with like rewatches um because like for me like my favorite skyfall really didn't hit with me until you know second third time mm. i saw it so who knows how right. far no time to die it goes up for me um
1: yeah, you how- heard it here first. It's the best James Bond movie ever made,
2: we'll says see. Marcelo.
0: <laughs> we'll see what, what happens in the next month after how yes, many, how many yes. times I rewatch it. Um, before we get to that last question about like what we want or what we expect or what mm-hmm. might happen in the future, any last thoughts on No Time to Die, uh,
1: David? I mean, just like, I, I just can't wait to watch it all over again. Like, I just, I love, like, there's not, there's not a single sequence here that is weak. Like if you want to talk about action, if you want to talk about romance, if you want to talk about a beautiful looking movie, like it is one of those, like this is the running joke about anytime a non-Marvel movie comes out, right? (laughs) Like, oh my God, a blockbuster can look like this. It looks beautiful. There's not a thing that's drab and gray about it. It's colorful. It's dynamic. Like it's, ugh I just love it. It's well directed. It's well edited. Like it's just a really honest to God, great action spy movie and it's like if you're a James Bond fan at all this is exactly I think it's exactly what you're looking for from a James Bond movie like I think you do actually have to question if you don't enjoy this movie on some level like do you like James Bond movies because it really is like a quintessential James Bond movie and a perfect way to end a chapter Uh, and I'm just I'm just so happy for for me for James Bond fans and for Daniel Craig like everybody wins yeah so good, well put. Uh, I agree with that sentiment,
0: and I, I don't know. It's it's again like I said earlier. Like it's it's one movie that who knows how far up in my rankings it'll go. It it just feels mm-hmm. like even like having slept on it, you know, from Wednesday night to Thursday morning. I'm like, oh yes, no, this is this is amazing. This it, this mm-hmm. is really what I wanted from. Uh, an end to the Daniel Craig era, and again, mm-hmm. it's it's personal for me. I'm sure for a lot of people. I'm sure for you too, Dave. Like seeing a run from beginning to end, and yeah. going, going on that roller coaster, and then. At the end, just... This and ending
1: at the top. Yeah. Ending a, really good. A sigh of relief. The opposite of shitty Pierce Brosnan. Like, just fucking <laughs> going beneath the level of the earth for the last couple <laughs> of movies. <laughs> and it's,
0: it's, it's been a wild ride, and I'm glad uh, it ends on a high notes. But, but yeah, mm-hmm. that's No Time to Die. So let's talk about the future, because I don't... I, I have no idea how they're going to move forward. I mean, they... They're... Um, one thing... I, I read about and I knew about going into the movie it's like I knew that they uh, had a new 007 in this movie Uh, uh, uh mm-hmm. Lashana Lynch as yeah. the new 007 mm-hmm. but then at the end of No Time to Die she gives Bond back that 007 number right because
1: um, my feeling was like oh maybe they'll give her the reign, like oh no 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 no, the the the, pit the the like piss babies would lose their mind a woman is james bond a black woman a black woman with short hair no no we can't possibly do that yeah i knew that wasn't gonna happen i wish it would i I would watch it i would it looks great
2: Yeah,
0: I mean, uh, mm-hmm. going back to your point of like you wanted more, I would have loved more of uh, Lashana Lynch as, as oh, yeah. 007, because she she's so yeah. good. Um, yeah, but mm-hmm. but yeah, I, yeah, they're they're most likely not not going to do that. But yeah, who knows? It, it's going to be hard to come back to this franchise and say here we go again. Like what what else? What what new thing can we do this time? Like how can we make it fresh? Right. How can we make it relevant to the time? Like what other franchises are, go- are they going to? like, reference, because, um, I like, even in No Time to Die, there was sort of, like, a Atomic Blonde, John Wick sort of uh, uh, mm-hmm. cho- choreography to the thing, which I appreciated. It's like, oh, with that, like, one up the stairs. Um, oh, yeah. That so good. Amazing. Um, so I don't <laughs> know. Like, what's the future? for Bond. What do you think, David? That's the question.
1: I just know I'm going to be pissed off. Like, I just, <laughs> I'm going to turn into, like, Annie Wilkes from Misery, um... <laughs> Like, there's a whole... You've seen Misery, I assume. There's a whole oh, yes. thing where she's, like, you know, getting him to write the sequel, and she's like, no, that's cheating. Like, I can't... No, 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 no. And she talks about, like, you know, movies that she used to watch that would have these cliffhangers, but then they throw in some cheat to make him escape, and it pissed her off. And that's going to be me when I when they do something like this for this. They're going to have something explained that, like, oh, he, you know, dove into an exhaust port or something, you know. And I'm going to be so annoyed, and I almost hope... I almost hope they do the the whole the old 007 James Bond is a code name now. Um, I hope they just cast someone obviously completely new and start from the beginning and and them not wanting Spectre or whoever to know that James Bond is dead and cast someone else in the role of James Bond within this universe. That's the only way I think I'm gonna be happy with it because if it's like somehow he survived this or worse they just never explain it <laughs> and they're just like no James Bond is alive anyway uh, it's Dan Stevens bye bye <laughs> like no you need to you need to at least pay lip service to what happened here because like not to be dramatic about it but it matters this is a character who's been around for seven decades and he gave his life in service to his country to the world to the woman he loves and to his daughter you can't just you can't cheapen that and i just don't know how you do it without telling an entirely new james bond mythos and starting over i but what do you think where do we where do we go from here what what do you want and also what do you think they'll do that's the real question going back to that 007 code name
0: thing or is it 007 slash James Bond is a codename thing, right? Yeah, uh-huh. That, that, to me, was sort of resolved with Skyfall, but then like that box opened up again in No Time to Die with uh-huh. one moment, because uh, when they're in MI6 or wherever, there's a portrait of uh, M, uh, Judi Dench, right? But also uh-huh. in that same hallway, there's a picture of Bernard Lee as M. and. Uh-huh. I'm like what What are they trying to say here <laughs> what's mm-hmm. going on so I would want them to just just uh, it's hard like okay I would want them to sort of what you're saying just let's just reboot the entire thing let's just start from scratch it's, it's, let's go back and just say let's recast I want them to recast everybody <laughs> I don't, want, right, any, I don't right. want any connection to the, 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 the Daniel Craig era mm-hmm. um, but i know they're not going to do that i have a feeling no way no there's no way because they want this to all be in world now um they're they're gonna in in movie they're gonna say oh this is the new james bond you have a new code name i'm sure they're gonna have references to daniel craig's bond and i'm like "Uh, uh, yeah uh and having said all that hey we'll see who the director is who's the bond it could work in the world. It could, you know, be referential to Daniel Craig's run and work. But mm-hmm. yeah, to for me personally, I would want them to just start from scratch. You know, dry yeah. dry er- erase board, the whole thing, boom, 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 then start from scratch. But it's not gonna happen. It's not gonna
1: happen. <laughs> I kind of I kind of like the idea of, um, like Lashana Lynch being a mentor figure for this like new Bond. Like because now she's like. Pure, purely on James Bond's side she saw what he did and how he interacted in the world and being like now this is what you have to live up to yeah so you have to get to this level for people to believe that you are James Bond 007 like let's let's figure that out so you could have like you could have ties to the old Daniel Craig thing but you still have a new character and a new I mean, it's going to be a man, a new white man who plays this (laughs) because that's just what they want to do. Um, So but you have someone ushering. And I like the idea of a black female agent. Ushering in the new era of James Bond, I kind of dig that idea. And she is so; she's just got so much charisma. Like you just want—like she shows up, and you're just like, I want to watch her. Whatever she's doing, have the camera follow her because she is on point. And I just—I really hope that this movie does great. And I um, hope—I hope they get the same director. I hope they bring back some of the same writer. Like I just—I let's do it. Let's really go for it.
0: I had a uh, a thought that might um, upset you. Dave, but I, I realize right. you know...
1: That could be anything.
0: I'm easily upset, so... <laughs> like, what's what's new and exciting nowadays? Like, like what's, uh, in, certain sort of in, in terms of, like, you know, Hollywood blockbusters, like, how about legacy sequels? Why not bring back Pierce Brosnan?
1: <laughs> <And>
0: <laughs> your face. I see, I see Dave's God, face. Just I like.
1: don't even want to see the fucking nonsense Spider-Man movie, which I had to watch a trailer to, <laughs> uh, with, like you know photoshopped doc ock to within an inch, inch of his life uh so he looks like it's 20 years ago like i just no hard no the only legacy sequel i ever wanted in the james bond universe is i thought it would be really great to have sean connery come back as a villain like, oh, I think that villain. would be great yeah. Yeah. So, or even like a double agent, you know, who used to be a double O. I thought that would be really cool. But like, I don't want that. I don't, like you said, like, I, if I had my way, like, let's just start over completely. Yeah. Let's wipe the slate clean. It's James Bond. People are going to watch it. You don't have to worry about making money. You put that name on it. People are going to come see it. So I don't want, I don't think we need a bunch of ties to that universe because that universe. As you mentioned, has continually changed throughout the decades of the James Bond movies. So why do we need that? Why do we? You know, I like I liked when we cast Judi Dench as M and didn't really explain it. We're just like, no, she's the boss anyway. Let's move forward. We can move forward again. What what I would like to
0: see? uh, How about this? I, I may have seen people mention this possibility, and I'm like, yes, I'm all for it. How about setting it in 1962? You know, period, Mm. period piece, you know, uh, and then just, but cast somebody, cast a non-white, you know, Bond, cast a a black actor as Bond
1: in 1962. Mm -hmm. See see how that dynamic would work in that world. I mean, I would love that. It's never going to happen. I would love that. Um, Because, like, I've been, you know, as early as like 10 years ago i was like idris elba for bond like let's do it like he's perfect he's smooth he's good looking he's charismatic he's a great actor let's just go for it he's probably like a little too old to play that role now right um at least for any period of time because if you're gonna do three or four bond movies that's like eight years so you're gonna you know a decade later like am i still gonna look the part of james bond um i like that idea um but they seem to be really focused on keeping things modern um, yeah, honestly, Like even, even in the Daniel Craig versions, like everything is very much updated. And, you know, granted, it's never going to be easy, but you put a black actor in an action film in the 1960s, you're going to run into some danger zones. You're going to run into some. So either you don't deal with racism at all and you get called out for being cowardly or you put racism in your James Bond movie and you got to deal with the repercussions of that. That's, and I just don't think the people behind it are I really know. up to that challenge. You know what I mean? Listen, like if 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 I were pitching, you know, let's say in the room
0: with like the Broccoli's, I'm like that's what I want to see. And of course they'd be like yeah. get the fuck get out. <laughs> get out of here.
1: Get out. Get out. We don't want to deal out. with
0: that. But that in my head, if you put a black Bond in 1962, that's what I want them to tackle. Like that yeah. that that to me would be interesting. But again, like you said, they don't want that they don't want to touch it yeah no, well
1: because they want you know and and this is probably i mean this is true of the marvel cinematic universe too right when it comes to sexuality and race and ethnicity they want it to appeal to absolutely everyone Mm -hmm. right they want i mean not to be a dick about it but they want the lowest common denominator they want joe schmo coming to their movie and feeling comfortable and it being simple and a fun time it's the same thing that james bond wants so could they cast a black actor sure um would they cast a black actor and deal with, like, civil rights? No. <laughs> no. No, 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 no. And kind of, like, I feel the same way I do about that as I did about, um, oh, what was the um, what was the Sofia Coppola movie uh, set, like, you know, in, oh. during the Civil War? I, I like that movie, but I forget the name. Uh. I do, too. I do, I do, too. But, like, do I want her really teasing apart what it's like to be a black woman in the Antebellum South? I don't... I, that's just not... You don't know what you're talking about and you're just gonna... You're gonna upset people and you're gonna do this badly. And I feel the same way about James Bond doing, you know, civil rights era black leads. Like, I'm just like, nah, let's not... Let's not do that. Um, but yeah. Uh, uh,
0: you're right. I can... I can dream anyway. Uh, uh, I mean, that, that's... Of
2: course. One in my head.
1: I mean, I will say I think it's a good idea. Mm, thank you. That would be wonderful. <laughs> I would be first in line to see that. But uh, I just... I just don't see, I don't see them, the them going that route thing, yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. By the way, absolutely. the beguiled is what we're trying to. The, come beguiled. Up with. the I beguiled, was like it's the something, yeah, it's yeah. the one word. Yes, I like absolutely. it, but yeah, the
0: beguiled. Me too. Um, but yeah, I th- I think that does it for our James Bond slash No Time to Die discussion. Dave. No
1: time to die rules go it's watch it so as many good. times in the theater as you're comfortable with cuz it's so good. I'm going to go back later this week and watch it again. It by myself if I have to because it's that good. It is 3 hours of James Bond goodness. Go watch it. Yes. And uh, we all deserve goodness in
0: the world. We all deserve James Bond goodness. We all deserve a good action yes. movie. It's 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 all yeah. of it. Yeah. Finally, yeah, I good right. action movie. Um, and I can't wait to see it again. Like my recommendation is, hey, go see it in IMAX if you can. If, yes. if there's one nearby, um, I'm going to see it in Dolby Cinema next time I see it because I hear that's also amazing to see there. Uh, but yeah, it's 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 good to be back in a the theater safely and watch a good movie. I'll just yes. say that. Yeah, agreed.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Thank you, Dave, for being on the show. Before we
1: go, yes. plugs.
0: Where can people listening find you online?
1: Yes, you can, of course, sadly, find me online on Twitter. Um, you can follow me at DarnThatDave. You can tell me how actually Honor, Majesty, Secret Service is a good movie, and I will mock you roundly. i going to Please please go ahead. Uh, And if you want to hear more from me, um, I have a podcast called Offscreen Death where I take a look at some of the greatest movies on all the best of lists. And my co-host Mike uh, introduces me to some movies that maybe got passed over that shouldn't have. So his rule is 69% or lower on Rotten Tomatoes he can bring to me. And I have to bring like AFI, BFI, 1001 Movies to Watch Before You Die, Sight and Sound, like all those big big movies that quote-unquote you should watch before you die Uh, so you can follow us at offscreen death on twitter and find us on any podcatcher of your choice
0: there you go do that folks
1: dave is a good guy i don't know if
0: you i don't know if you could tell uh, I, I may have said that also at the end of your Top 25 episode, David. I don't know why I need to reassure anybody. Like edit, like
1: like anyone made it to the end of that.
0: <laughs> that I know at least one person did, Manish. It's true. Um, it's true. He's a trooper, yeah. that Manish. Um, thanks again. And as I say at the end of all of these episodes, hey, see you at the movies. No one ever say that. All right, Bye. <laughs>